So what is Wall Street's deadliest substance between alcohol, alcohol, cocaine, psychedelics? What is really uh, proving the most harmful actually on Wall Street? Stay tuned and you'll hear all about it in a minute. So welcome back to the Microdose Diet Newsletter. It is your trusted source for achieving success, passion, happiness in life and career through alternative medicines like microdosing psychedelics. So um, Business, Business Insider did a great expose recently on really a reality check on Wall Street's drug and alcohol culture. So I really wanted to do uh, a deep dive, uh, really diving deeper from what they've done and really understanding what are the realities behind these indulgences. And I want to give a special thanks to Lina Ismail from the Catherine Will because she's the one who flagged me that article. So um, Wall Street had, I would say, an illicit love affair with drugs and alcohol for a very, very long time. Uh, in the 80s, uh, it really was the peak of drug-related arrests in the finance world, with cocaine really being the star of the show. Uh, if you fast forward to today, um, and while the face of Wall Street may seem cleaner, the culture of Adderall, alcohol, cocaine, zin, which is a uh, you know, nicotine pouch, uh, that culture really, really is still deeply ingrained. And cocaine, which is less visible, still finds its way into the hands of some bankers. Uh, however, with the rise of fentanyl, um, you see a shift towards safer alternatives. So Adderall, which is legal but highly addictive, is really the go-to for performance enhancement. And again, the nicotine pouches like Zin uh, are really also gaining popularity for sustaining energy levels. So the, I would say there is a, a dark side of success in Wall Street, and it is addiction. So the relentless pressure and competitive nature of Wall Street have made addiction a significant challenge. And actually, alcohol, which is a, a socially accepted vice, remains the most destructive substance, and it is deeply embedded in the business and financial world. Uh, but it is not just Wall Street. Technology, entertainment, hospitality sectors are also deeply affected by drug and alcohol abuse. And alarmingly, industries like mining and construction actually show the highest rates of heavy alcohol. 17.5% and 16.5% respectively. So we focus always on Wall Street, but actually it's not even the area where you see uh, the most abuse. And alcohol is really seen as a, as a slow killer. Uh, and it actually often causes more destruction than fentanyl. It leads to risky behaviors, violence, and health problems. It really is the silent deadly substance of Wall Street. So the, the question is always the same. Who really benefits from that situation? And uh, 
it's it's always a crucial question when understanding the drug and alcohol culture in corporate America. So who benefits? Is it the healthcare industry? Is it alcohol manufacturers? Is it financial services? Is it the government that is benefiting from this culture? Or are the employees the ones taking the most risk? And we are not in conspiracy theory here. Um, this is just the way the model was built one step at a time. Uh, everyone taking its part of flesh, consolidating the system year after year. The ultimate question is, when will we face the reckoning of turning a blind eye for so long? So if we look at the tobacco example, um, we can make parallel with alcohol, which as I said, is the, the deadliest substance actually on Wall Street and probably every uh, industries in America and in the world. So, so the fight against tobacco uses, uh, highlights really uh, the slow response to health crisis. It took almost a century from initial health warnings to significant legal actions against tobacco companies. So in the opioid crisis, we saw faster legal actions, but the results a bit like the tobacco companies haven't really uh, been uh, what we hope uh, to see in order to really um, make sure that the people who have been armed by these products uh, get the benefits from this legal action. So, so despite really the known dangers and the societal cost of substance abuse, there is a lack of significant intervention. And the profits from alcohol and drugs um, are privatized. Well, actually the costs are borne by society. And if we want to put some numbers in perspective when it comes to alcohol, in the US every year, the federal taxes that the government gets uh, thanks to alcohol is 10 billion, 10 billion US. Uh, in addition, obviously, the state and local uh, and, and local sales tax generates significant revenue as well from alcohol sales. Uh, the alcohol industry just in the US supported approximately 5.5 million jobs and generated nearly 600 billion USD in economic activity. On the other side of the fence, the economic cost of alcohol abuse in the US were estimated at over 250 billion US annually. So the alcohol industry make 600 billion uh, US a year, and the cost to society is 250 billion US. Bon. The government takes 10, 15, 20 million, depending on the different states and local laws. But you can see that actually uh, the alcohol industry is making tremendous amount of money um, from a product that is very badly hurting society. And you and I are actually bearing, uh, bearing the cost while alcohol manufacturers are actually um, getting the profits. So, so who are uh, the victims of, uh, of substance abuse? And very often they can be, you look at that, they can be hidden victims. And of course you can look at the first, uh, first line, which are these employees that are trading health for compensation, but also their families, the taxpayers, as I just mentioned, the shareholders of these companies that, you know, sometimes don't have the best decisions made 
um, because people are taking uh, alcohol and drugs, but also society suffer from the consequences of this culture. So again, on the one hand, the cost of abuse and addiction are supported by society, while the profits are privatized by the industry providing the harmful substance. Healthcare industry, alcohol manufacturer, drug industries, whether they are legal or illegal. So Wall Street's uh, underground culture of excess from cocaine to prescription medications to alcohol is, is a complex issue that really needs uh, addressing at multiple levels. Uh, financial institutions, because we were talking about Wall Street, but I think every industry must take proactive steps to support their employees' mental and physical well-being. While the healthcare system really needs to address prescription drug abuse. Additionally, society at large should reflect on the values and norms that contribute to this culture. Capitalism's relentless pursuit of success should not come at the cost of individuals' health and well-being. It is time to shed light on this dark side of Wall Street and work collectively to create a safer and more responsible financial industry. So if you're interested to uh, learn more about, I would say, safe ways to perform, uh, you can go to my website, The Microdos Diet. I'm selling a, a very, very high quality product called the Brain Power Microdose, which is based uh, on mushroom, a mix of uh, magic mushroom and also high quality product. This would give you uh, incredible uh, performance at the office, way better mental health, and there is no downside, there is no harm. So that's definitely something I highly recommend and uh, drop, uh, drop the rest. So thank you so much for watching and listening, and we'll chat again next week. Thank you. Bye-bye.